So uh, something kind of funny uh, was making the rounds on social media over the weekend. Yeah, it kind of falls into the category of uh, you had one job. (laughs) It does, very much so. Um, Some new signs were being put up uh, in the Grand Rapids area, and uh, a little bit of a misspelling happened. Yeah, uh, (laughs) some of those signs happened to say Grand Rad Dips. (laughs) They got the P and the D in the wrong places. Uh. (laughs) Yeah, no matter what kind of profession you have, uh, everyone's allowed mistakes. It's all part of being human, and the best we can do is try to be as kind about those mistakes as possible when they affect us. However, some mistakes are just kind of hilarious and uh, should be enjoyed, especially when they're minor errors that uh, can make a really big difference. Yep. So uh, again, somebody who is probably having a rough day at work or maybe was, you know, working too fast or something like that. Uh, Now, this this involved a lot of people because... Yeah, somebody had to make that sign to begin with. It's not like somebody's out there putting the letters up on the sign. Yeah. There's so, no Vanna White out there. Yeah. Vanna would never have let this happen. Yeah, she would be very disappointed right now. <laughs> um, so yeah, it started when they made the sign, wherever they made it, uh, mm-hmm. by getting the letters mixed up. But then whoever was putting up the sign, which takes a few minutes, they got to get it positioned right and all the right spots you know, for it to be held up. Uh, those people also didn't notice the misspelling. Not that it was probably their job to check. Uh, yeah, I mean, they got to be worried about all the traffic going on around them. Right. A sign which was recently installed can be seen at uh, I-96 and 48th Avenue in Coopersville and had people uh, kind of laughing about it because uh, it's pretty ridiculous. Yep, and uh, there's also a Coopersville sign um, at another exit that says Cooperville. So <laughs> somebody was really having a bad time making the signs. Um, as far as we know, it's still up. I would imagine since yeah. this has made the rounds um, on social media that it's gotten the attention of MDOT. If it's them, I'm not sure it's an MDOT thing. Yeah, there's no word yet on whether or not they plan on replacing the sign with uh, the proper spelling. But uh, if nobody else has, um, I want to I wanna grab the sign as my own. Oh, yeah. Maybe. I, are they going to replace the whole sign or are they just going to put a new Grand Rapids over Grand Radips? I don't know. Grand Radips. Yeah. I, I kind of like that name. <laughs> well, hopefully uh, hopefully the person uh, has a good sense of humor that did this because uh, we are all laughing at uh, with you. Yeah. Hopefully. With, with you. Hopefully with you. And you can see a photo of the sign, too. We have that uh, posted on our website. It's just a, a funny little thing for Monday. Yeah. When you first look at it, you don't, uh, well, at least for me, I didn't really notice that it was misspelled at first. But, yeah, after you take a second to really read it. Yeah, there were some people in comment sections on the pages where this was posted that said, I don't get it. What's wrong? Yeah, I really have <laughs> Because to... your brain tries to correct things that it's used to seeing. That is true. Well, another thing you're seeing out on the roads besides this misspelled sign, of course, is potholes. Yeah. And they're costing us lots of money, Lacey. Apparently, potholes in uh, the traffic is costing us uh, Michigan drivers about $4,000 a year. That is way too much. That to is repairs. way too much. Of course, um, while we are legally required to have insurance on our vehicles in the state of Michigan, of course, it does not cover some of the nasty things we may encounter on our commutes, such as potholes. And uh, like you said, those damages can add up quickly. Absolutely. The obvious problems aren't uh, only ones costing us out of our pocket. It turns out that things like uh, wasting time in traffic are also costing us a lot of money, too. According to a survey, uh, 
the average Michigander can expect to pay $4,845 a year just due to potholes, traffic issues, and other roadway hazards. That's all based on the way our roads are currently deteriorating. Without an increase in funding, it'll cost $6,100 per Michigan citizen by the year 2031. Yep, of course, the report says 24% of the roadways, the major ones in Michigan, the highways, are in poor condition. Only 43% are in fair condition, and only 34% are rated in good condition. And the bad news keeps on coming. They also found that more than 10% of bridges across the state of Michigan are in bad shape. Uh, Some of those bridges were rated as structurally deficient, which means that there is a significant deterioration of the bridge deck or major components. Yep. Uh, So obviously we know that there's uh, a lot of repairs that still need to be done. It just doesn't seem like we can ever really solve this issue. It just seems ongoing year after year after year. Politicians have campaigned on the roads. Of course, our current governor, that was one of her main ones as well, Uh, but still a lot of work to do. You can read more about this on our website and see the funny Grand Rapids sign. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 953wbck.com or on the app. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with a look at your news and weather to give Ohio a hard time often. <laughs> we do. We do. We take pleasure in it. <laughs> we do. Um, and we can't help it. It's uh, We're from Michigan. Uh, it's in our DNA. It's uh, something we're born with, a dis- dislike of Ohio and all things Ohio. But there are a few things that are good. There are, and one of them includes the Ohio State Marching Band. They do incredible. I was going to point out the, a couple others, but uh, well, what are the others? Uh, Cedar Point. Oh yes, very true. They have an amazing zoo down there. They do the Columbus Zoo, right in the heart of Buckeye territory. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Ohio State's marching band, as much as we dislike Ohio State University, their marching band is uh, pretty great. Yep, uh, they've uh, continued to solidify themselves as the best band in the land and recently uh, performed a tribute to Van Halen during their halftime performance at the spring football game uh, just a couple days ago. Yep, uh, the marching band kicked things off with a rendition of Van Halen's Dreams before going into a performance at Panama and finishing up with Jump. Three good choices there. During the tribute, the Buckeyes accomplished many impressive feats, They began by spelling Van Halen with all their bodies, transitioning into a stick figure playing the guitar. I've seen them do these. They did a Michael Jackson moonwalk one time Mm -hmm. a few years ago that was absolutely nuts. I imagine this kind of looked like that, too, with the stick figure rocking out on the guitar. Yeah, that wasn't the only stick figure to appear in the performance. They also formed two stick figures who actually jumped during (laughs) jump. The most impressive maneuver, in our opinion, though, occurred while they were marching uh, to Panama. The bands formed a car that drove across the field, complete with exhaust smoke shooting out behind. Can you imagine the kind of work that goes into developing these maneuvers and then learning how to do them? While playing an instrument. I mean, I was in marching band, and first of all, our band was much too small to do anything. As impressive as as that, (laughs) yes. (laughs) And I don't know if I would have had the coordination to be in the right spot at the right time. Um, but yeah, this is uh, the latest celebration of a legendary rock group, a rock group by the Buckeye Marching Band. Uh, let's play a little clip of uh, them performing. Let's do it.
It's fun to hear it, but you really... You really have to see it. You all have to go to our it. website at uh, 953wbck.com because we do have that video up. Um, in addition, the part of the Buckeyes uh, is one of the few U.S. college bands that make up are made up of all brass and percussion instruments. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, they're also acknowledged as the largest band of its type in the world. Yep. And uh, they, like I said, they've done other things like this over the years. I, re- I remember the one with Michael Jackson uh, a few years ago. They've performed uh, music from Rush, another one where uh, people were just speechless at how they've they had a lot. Listen. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it would be worth going through and spending a few extra minutes uh, checking out some of their impressive feats, honestly. Well, and one of the things they do um, during the pregame, during the regular season, uh, is what they call Script Ohio. And all the members come out, and I think they do two of these, and they actually spell Ohio in cursive with, them, oh. with themselves. Mm-hmm. And the best part is after they kind of do this whole spelling thing, at the very end, they've got to dot the I <laughs> on Ohio. And so the drum major and the guy playing the sousaphone, yeah. kind of the big old thing, they do this big gallop and run out to the spot above the I to uh, put the dot down. And it's just it's such a cool video. And... Again, you know, we're, we're Michigan people, and especially when you're talking about Michigan, Ohio State, and football and everything, it cannot be denied that their marching band does uh, very cool things. I would have to say they've got to be among the best. They, that, Oh, absolutely. I mean, they're consistently just what they come up with to perform and do. Did you ever do, or what were some of your favorite marching band themes? Do you remember any of the ones you did back in high school? Oh, gosh. You know, um no, I can't think of anything except for like the school song and that uh <laughs> I didn't do a lot of special band performances for marching band. I did a few that were for special events and parades and that, but I I can't think of any any specific songs offhand. I'm trying to remember the themes that we did. And again, we were a smaller band, um so we didn't do a lot of formations out in the field, but we did uh, some fun themes. I believe we did Jurassic Park one year. Yeah. Which uh, was a lot of fun. Did you guys form a dinosaur? No. <laughs> we, we didn't even have enough people to form the, the little one that attacks the guy in the car <laughs> and spits the stuff at him. The guy that played Newman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was trying to, trying to send that uh, DNA, the dinosaur DNA off to some group for something. See, nobody cares. I just remember that line when he's eating at the restaurant. There was a lot of humor in that movie. Like if you really... Th- Think oh, about it. <laughs> for sure there was a lot of humor in the movie. Aren't yeah. they coming out with another one? I, I'm sure they're not done with Jurassic Park. Yeah. Um, then, then one of the more recent ones I thought was pretty darn good. Jurassic World? I think that's the one, yeah. yeah. The, the original two sequels were eh. But uh, yeah, that most recent. What's uh, Pratt or what's his name? Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt, yeah. Uh, Ron Howard's daughter too. Yeah. Yeah, she was in it. What was it? Oh, I can't think of her first name <laughs> offhand. Um, but your weather today, we could see morning snow showers that'll turn to rain by afternoon. Winds will come from the northwest up to 15 miles per hour. Our high today is going to be near 40 degrees. Tonight, cloudy with occasional rain or snow showers. Winds from the northwest up to 15 miles per hour. Our low will be in the lower 30s. For Tuesday, windy, overcast skies will have a high in the mid 40s. Right now, we have cloudy skies, some snow, light snow showers. It's 34 degrees and feels like 30. And coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. We'll be joined by Area State Representative Matt Hall to talk about some legislative business and keep your ears open around 830. We will play the first cash code word for the new week.
for a chance for you to win up to $10,000. Cash code continuing uh, for a couple more weeks right here on 95.3 WBCK. But first, Area State Representative Matt Hall is joining us to talk about some of the latest legislative business. Good morning, Matt. Hey, good morning. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Uh, Last week, you announced you're going to be running in the new 42nd District, uh, which is a good portion of your current district. Uh, What brought that about and uh, what went into that decision? Well, that's right. Um, I'll be running in the new 42nd District, which uh, contains um, parts of Kalamazoo County and Allegan County. So it's um, Comstock area, uh, Pavilion Township, um, the Gull Lake area, and then it goes up toward Allegan County, um, Otsego Plainwell. So uh, the, there's a redistricting commission uh, that redraws the districts every 10 years. They did that. And uh, they split my district in half. And so, you know, I had to make a decision. And um, and that's where I'm running. And I'm uh, looking forward to it. Um, got a lot of work to do. All right. And um, last week, you voted to find permanent funding for secondary road patrols. Um, seems like you have to go to bat for the rural areas in Kalamazoo and Calhoun counties every year. Uh, tell us a little bit more about what's going on with that. Well, um, you know, this is something I work with uh, very closely with Sheriff Hinckley on, um, and that is, uh, you know, traditionally um, the state has funded additional uh, deputy sheriffs for our local counties like Calhoun County, um, and uh, and that was funded based on uh, revenue from certain tickets that were written. And that fluctuates a lot, and especially during the pandemic when uh, when there weren't as many people driving, we saw this money uh, go away. And so um, the problem we had was that, you know, they're still paying these deputy sheriffs. And so uh, we didn't want to see uh, sheriffs get laid off here in Calhoun County. Um, and therefore, you know, I went and worked on a permanent solution for this. And so... Uh, you know, the number of police that we have in our areas um, shouldn't be dependent on how many tickets they write. Um, you know, so we found another way to fund it uh, using some money from uh, liquor sales. But the main point is, um, you know, I worked hard to make sure that we have more deputy sheriffs on the, on the patrol here in Calhoun County, making sure they're keeping us safe and that we found a dedicated revenue source to make that permanent um, so that uh, we don't have to worry about uh, losing them here. So that that was something I've been working on for pretty much the whole time I've been in office, and we were happy that we finally got it done uh, to support our local law enforcement, make sure Sheriff Hinckley has more resources here to protect the people of Calhoun County. Some good work indeed, and I also see you championed a $4.7 billion plan that will tend to infrastructure to provide access to safe drinking water, a spur community and economic development, and a wrap-up technology, plus more. Are you guys done? Um, are, is there going to be more money allocated in the future? Well, this, uh, this is uh, money that came largely from the federal government, um, 
And, uh, you know, with all these different um, you know, American Rescue Act and all these things, the infrastructure bill, but uh, the state has to decide how to spend it. And so uh, one of the things that was important to me is we shouldn't be spending this uh, money from the federal government on new programs uh, that are going to create more government and lead to future tax increases. Instead, uh, I thought it was important that we focus on making, you know, once in a lifetime investments uh, in our major infrastructure systems. And, you know, for us, I mean, there would come a point where you've got to replace roads and bridges and where you've got to, uh, you know, pull out water lines and sewer lines and repair and fix all this stuff. A lot of this infrastructure has been aging. Um, and so, uh, because we had the money, we thought, you know, now's the time. So you're correct in this bill, uh, we spent $4.7 billion. Um, but it's, it's really going to have a lasting impact. It's, um, you know, something that'll help our communities for decades. So a significant amount of money will go to local roads, bridges, um, you know, rural broadband to serve on, you know, underutilized areas where there isn't broadband or not fast broadband. We we're putting uh, quite a bit of money into that. Um, you know, sewer infrastructure, you know, one thing um, that will be available because of this plan is uh, ability uh, for our local communities to bid uh, to enhance their sewer and water infrastructure. So for example, um, over by uh, firekeepers, you know, uh, I think they're going to apply for um, for a grant through this money that I got for them uh, for the state. You know, they're going to apply for this, hopefully, uh, to pull sewer infrastructure and water, drinking water infrastructure further out um, toward Emmett Township and Marshall Township. Uh, so we can, you know, so that, you know, if you have sewer and water infrastructure, then you can develop those areas. And that happens to be right near the mega site, you know, uh, where I've been working very hard to try to land a, a big deal for the state, uh, whether that's advanced automotive, semiconductor technology, or life sciences. Um, one of the main things I've heard is uh, we lost the deals there in the past because there wasn't water and sewer infrastructure. Uh, it's expensive. So I'm hopeful that communities like Emmett Township and Marshall Township can apply for that funding build sewer and water infrastructure, and that'll lead to new development, even if it's not the semiconductor or advanced automotive technologies. It could just be uh, local small businesses. You know, you need that stuff in order to uh, build and grow your communities. So, and then real quick, um, and, and that isn't all. Um, you know, one thing I'm working very hard on, we didn't get it there, but I'm working very hard on in this new budget uh, I'm trying to get $13 million uh, for the city of Battle Creek or or at least for Battle Creek uh, to redevelop their waterfront, uh, their riverfront. Yeah. You know, you look at that and it's like there's these weird cement things that they put there to control the river and there's all these industrial plants. And, you know, that's not how these new, modern, thriving cities look. And so uh, working with Battle Creek Unlimited, you know, uh, one thing we came up with is what if we could, you know, take, you know, that graphic packaging plant and some of those areas and remove some of that blight and start uh, working with the uh, um, 
you know, the government to, uh, what is it, the Army Corps of Engineers to start moving, uh, you know, re- reopening that river and making it more natural. I think that could really develop that area. It looked much nicer. You know, we put some green space in there and uh, and could really improve the city of Battle Creek and our whole area. So that's something I'm working on um, in our upcoming budget is to get funding for that. That would be something nice to see. And, and make it a lot more user-friendly, too. <laughs> yeah, the concrete down there just uh, is kind of an ugly look. I understand back in the day they, you know, they maybe didn't have as many choices to try to make sure flooding didn't happen, uh, but that would be nice to see. Um, one thing, too, uh, before we wrap it up, uh, gas prices, uh, they've come down a little bit, but in my opinion, we, we still have a long ways to go. Um, Governor Whitmer had vetoed suspending the state gas tax, but instead proposed a 6% tax suspension. Uh, what do you think we need to do uh, to solve the gas price problem? Yeah, well, and I think, you know, I chair the House Tax Committee, and uh, one of the things I hear the most from people in our communities is they're struggling with this inflation and cost of living increases. They're seeing it at the pump. They're seeing it in the price of food and many other essential services and goods. Um, you know, I put a plan on the table that would have uh, suspended the gas tax temporarily. Um, we could have backfilled that pretty easily. We've got a lot of surplus money. Uh, Governor Whitmer vetoed that, unfortunately. Um, and so now uh, we're looking at other ideas, and I'm the lead in the House on coming up with a plan. But one thing, you know, that, that I've been championing for a long time is all of the money that we get from uh, gas and other fuel should go to roads. And so right now the sales tax does not go to roads. And so we're looking at, you know, can maybe we eliminate that sales tax for a period of time and then replace it with a um, with a revenue neutral um, gas tax, but after a few months of suspending it. So that would be another way to lower the gas tax. Um, and then and then later on, make sure all the money goes to roads, because I think it's important. All right, State Representative Matt Hall, we appreciate your time this morning, and uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. All right, thank you. 95.3 WBCK. Good morning, Brandon. Good morning, Lacey. So an exciting event on television tonight. It is. I'm <laughs> so excited. Uh, it's going to happen after you and I go to bed, but we are going to wake <laughs> up extra early so that we can watch it before we come in tomorrow morning. Yep. Of course, we are talking about uh, Battle Creek's very own Ada Leanne, who is out in California now getting ready for the big show tonight. Um, yes. We've had her... Uh, on the show a couple of times ahead of this when we first learned about it we talked to her and then she was nice enough to come into the studio and play a song with us a couple of weeks ago and we're hoping to get her back on uh, this week after the show to kind of recap yeah it's uh, as you can imagine uh it's going to be a crazy time for her and a uh, quick turnaround uh, because they're out in california so there's like a four-hour time difference at least four hours if yeah, not more it is uh between michigan and california so we're going to try to get her on tomorrow morning, but it's possible that uh, we will not have a chance to talk with her until Wednesday. Yep, and she is a participant on the show called American Song Contest, and this is the fifth week of the qualifying rounds in the show. 
It's yeah. on uh, NBC. It's on NBC. It will be on tonight. Is it 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock? Yes, o'clock, 8 o'clock and okay. it's uh, two hours. And there will be at least uh, 11 contestants competing tonight. Each week they've had, uh, this is like the, the first round, uh, the qualifying round. And so she's hoping to get past this round and uh, move on to the other rounds. Um, but she's up against some big names. And uh, I hear tonight uh, there's going to be a big name. <laughs> Cisco? Uh, while some of you may not be familiar with the artist, uh, you probably have not uh, been able to completely escape uh, the song for yeah. which he, he's known for. Yep, it's uh, called The Thong Song. So, <laughs> it's a big hit about 15, 20 years ago, I yeah. think. Uh, I don't know what state he's representing, but he's going to be on there tonight. Uh, same as Ada Leanne, who's from Battle Creek. She's a Lakeview High School student, and uh, she's one of the youngest contestants that's going to be, uh, she is the youngest contestant competing in the show. Yep. She turned 17 years old about three weeks ago or so. Yeah. She, um, and so how the show works is every state and territory and Washington, D.C. is represented. So they are, there are 56 contestants altogether, and they've featured 10 or 11 of them each week in the first four weeks. And so her turn is tonight with the remaining states and territories. Um, and one person automatically is wins uh, by like a, a jury, I think is what they're calling it. And then three other spots are filled by fan voting. And so that's where you're going to come in because uh, we need to pile up the votes for Ada Leanne as well. Absolutely. And there's a couple of different ways that you can vote. Um, we do have an article up on our website at 953wbck.com and that includes link to the voting but uh, you can go directly to the American Song Contest page on NBC's website and you can vote there you can also vote uh, by using TikTok TikTok you open the app up uh, tap discover and then uh, in the search bar you're going to type American Song Contest as one word and then you'll find a banner that says uh, vote for best original song you're going to click on that and that'll take you to the voting page. And, you know, we're kind of lucky. Yeah, we are. There, we have a sneak preview we're, we're going to be able to give you of the song that she will be performing tonight. It's called Natalie, and uh, this is Ada Leanne. Dear Natalie, let me guess he's still mad at me. Probably saying that I lied, that I'm crazy, I'm off the deep end. Did you ever think maybe He seemed a little too shady Cause he said forever I'm yours But he probably said it to me And to you and to her It started out so good With every word he swore he would But I was never the only one And I'm sure so pretty and there's not much you can convince me that uh she doesn't sound like a younger taylor swift right now yeah a a lot of the stuff we've heard the ones she played for us here in the studio um definitely had uh that feel to it and so yeah if you if i didn't know who the artist was that was singing the song that we just played a clip of i would have assumed it was taylor swift Yep, and uh, there's a video that accompanies the song uh, that shows her, you know, in a it's like a typical music video. Um, so you can watch that. Uh, we don't have that one embedded into 
our stuff. We right will. Now, but we will. <laughs> yeah, we'll go ahead and uh, do that uh, as soon as we get done with the show here. But uh, if you want to read about that, again, we have the links for how you can vote to her uh, in, our, in this article. And we'll also include that video in the next couple of hours. But uh, you want to look for Battle Creek Teen representing Michigan on NBC's American Song Contest. And uh, we're all rooting Ada on right now. We are. And we hope she can make a big run on the show. We'll look forward to that tonight. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with uh, your cash code and some news. You know, I think sometimes uh, we forget about all the good things that are happening in our community. Sometimes it feels like uh, the negative things are a little bit uh, more at the top of the mind. You don't say. (laughs) (laughs) I do say, in fact. uh, Well, there is uh, something else for us to smile about. Uh, Battle Creek Nonprofit is providing free prom dresses for area students. Yep. Uh, 2022 prom season, not far off. And this is the fifth year uh, they've done this prom dress giveaway. It's the Charitable Union. Uh, They're offering the free dresses to high school age students at their Battle Creek store at 85 Calhoun Street. Uh, They say they want all area students to be able to attend these special events. Yeah, and they have a, a very large selection of dresses available right now. Uh, they want to make sure that nobody's missing prom just because the cost of a dress. You know, prom is crazy expensive. Oh, my gosh, yes. It yeah. Was, it was back in our day. I can't imagine what it's like now. You know, and I think <laughs> the guys have it a little bit easier, um, you know, Tuxes, you can rent them. Uh, it is kind of pricey, but uh, once you rent the tux and get a corsage, you're out of uh, the woods there. Unless or, you're paying for dinner or something. Right. Uh, but for for the women, they have to get their hair done a lot of times, um, nails done possibly, a dress with a matching purse, ma- matching coat. Uh, there's all kinds of little accessories that you have to buy, the perfect shoes that match the dress just right. Um, so if you have uh, the cost of a dress taken off there, um, it becomes a little bit more manageable. It's a pretty good life lesson uh, for women that uh, your life is going to be more expensive. <laughs> yeah, and to make this deal even sweeter, uh, there are no income guidelines, and these dresses are available to students who live uh, outside of Calhoun County as well. Um, you're not required to have a parent or legal guardian with you, and uh, you can just choose what uh, dress that you're interested in. All you need is a valid student ID card. Yeah, it kind of started, I mean, they've been doing this for five years, but uh, when when prom season was canceled in 2020 due to the pandemic, uh, Macy's had a surplus. And so Charitable Union was able to get uh, hundreds of dresses. And so some of this is still related to that surplus. So there really are a lot of them. They're open from 9 to 4, Mondays through Wednesdays, and the second Saturday of each month from 9 a.m. until noon and the event takes place through may 25th yep and the nonprofit is also seeking dress donations from the public with an emphasis on the plus size dresses uh donations can be given monday through thursday from 11 a.m until 5 p.m and uh, of course they are a local nonprofit who serves seniors adults homeless and children within calhoun county with clothing uh they do personal care baby formula they do steel-toed shoes help people get back on their feet as they're just getting um, employed again. Uh, They also have household items and all of it uh, free of charge. Yep, uh, they've done great work for many years in the Battle Creek area. If you want more information about this prom dress uh, giveaway, you can find it on our website, 953wbck.com or on the app. All right, now we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with a look at your weather. 95.3 WBCK. Joining us now is Calhoun County Prosecutor David Gilbert. Joining us for our Miles for Memory moment today. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Fine. How are you doing today? 
I'm doing pretty good. I'd be doing a lot better if it weren't snowing right now. Well, are the, are the ski resorts open? Can we still go out? Uh, no. Or, That's I a big no. I saw people <laughs> out golfing yesterday, so I guess we're just going back and forth. <laughs> I did, too. I did, too. Uh, well, you're joining us this morning to uh, talk about some things that uh, affecting a lot of members of our community, uh, one being uh, financial abuse and the other being scams. Um, so what can you tell us about uh, financial abuse this morning? Well, financial abuse is something that affects all of us, but it affects seniors more often because, well, basically they have more money. If you think about it, uh, it used to be people would live until maybe 68 years old. There was a life expectancy. They'd retire in their in their early 60s, and they'd have five or six years. Now we're actually living into our 80s, 90s, and even hundreds. Kids today, uh, children born in since 2011, uh, one-third of the girls and one-quarter of the boys are going to live well past their hundreds. So we're well past 100 years of age. So, you know, there is there's there's a lot more opportunity to be scammed as we get older. And unfortunately, as we age, our our, our abilities to 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 manage money actually decrease. Uh, people over the age of 75, about a third of the people over the age of 75 have a difficult time managing a checkbook. But scammers, you know, scammers used to have to contact you by telephone or mail, but now they've got the Internet, they've got computers, they've got even your cell phone where they can reach you and to get to you. So it is a big problem. It's, it's international, not just national. And uh, we hear about these often um, in the news. We're reporting on uh, certain ones that are kind of going around and some that have been going on for years that have similar themes. Um, what are a few, though, that are probably the ones that you see the most of? The ones I see the most lately are are still, ironically, the Nigerian letter <laughs> scheme. They call it the Nigerian letter. It doesn't have to be from Nigeria. Is any princess or prince that's contacting you or somebody who, who's married to somebody in a foreign country who passed away and they've got millions of dollars and they need a place to put that money and they'd like to use your account? That's one of the scams. There's, uh, for, there's the grandparent scam where somebody pretends to be your grandchild. They call you on the phone. Hi, Grandma, you know who this is? And they don't give a name. And they're, <laughs> and they're trying to get their grandmother or the, their, you know, the, they're trying to scam somebody out of money. And they'll say, don't tell Mom and Dad, but I was in a car accident. I need help. I even received uh, a, uh, an email from a friend of mine who was in France and had been robbed. And I'm pretty sure my friend had died a few years before, but he was sending me an email from France to to tell me that he needed money. Mm. So, you know, the only thing that limits criminals is their imagination. Um, one big one that I'm seeing a lot lately is a mystery shopper scam. That's uh, where they ask you. You'll find it online, and you're looking for you're looking for work. And uh, mystery shopping used to be fun back in the '70s, '80s, and '90s, but uh, Mr. Shopping, they, they say, well, we're going to send you a certified check, cash the check into your account, and once it clears, go down to someplace, some, some will say payday advance, and get these cards for us on the money that we sent you. Then don't send us the cards, uh, just call us and give us the numbers on the back of the cards. In the meantime, that certified check that you received is not a certified check, it's a fraudulent check. It does clear your bank. You do send the money. Or you do call that you you call in you call the number that they give you with that with and you give them the account numbers. Basically, they don't need the cards to get the money. They've got the numbers right off the cards that you gave them. So they got the money. They could be anywhere in the world contacting you. They could be in a, on a different continent contacting you. Then your your bank calls you and says, "Hey, that check bounced." 
and you're out three, four, five thousand dollars, and that's really going on a lot right now. The other one is uh, the police officer scam, where you're getting a phone call from someone who claims to be a police officer. Hey, you've got a warrant out for your arrest. I need to meet you to pick up bond money, and uh, that's actually happening in our community um, as we speak. Yeah, I've uh, actually no gotten one of those call calls. You. I got one from the IRS. They're going to have me arrested. They called my <laughs> office number. Okay, my direct <laughs> office number. <laughs> and okay, I'll wait for you at the door. <laughs> With my own police officer friends, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you, there are all kinds, of, and, and there a lot of people are just they're just wow. They are the 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 ego and the uh, the uh, the brazenness of what the, what what they're doing out there right now is just amazing to me. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm seeing some here like funerals and cemeteries playing on people's emotions. Um, I mean, like you said, some of them are just silly. I mean, it's not silly once somebody loses a bunch of money, but the, the premises are. But then there's some where they really play on people's emotions, and it's just it's oh, yeah. really sad. You're totally correct on that one. And, uh, you know, when uh, we see it every now and then uh, where you buy a prepaid funeral service, they're supposed to escrow that. They're supposed to put that in a special account. Sometimes, uh, you know, if you're dealing with somebody who's unethical, they won't. They're, you're not expecting to use that for years. And they will take that money. I've seen cases in our own local community where someone buys a funeral home and uh, someone dies and they contact the funeral home saying, hey, my my loved one had a contract with you. They don't find the contract. But out of the kindness of of you know people that, that are in the business, they'll actually help those those folks. And actually, I'm aware of one funeral home who um, actually covered the contract, even though they couldn't find a contract. The money wasn't there. And uh, we're almost out of time, but uh, if you had one piece of advice on uh, maybe how to keep yourself from being a victim of some of these scams, what would that be? Don't give out your personal information to anybody. Uh, if you, When you receive a text or anything on your cell phone, computer, I keep getting these, hey, you've been hacked, you need to contact this number. Don't contact that number. You know, if you think that you're, if you think that you've been hacked, contact Go online, find your carrier, whoever, contact them that way. Don't use any number they send you. You see it even on Facebook Messenger now. People are, 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 are cloning your friends' accounts and sending you things. Make sure you have really, really strong passwords. Don't, the best password is not uh, password. The best <laughs> password is a bunch of different numbers, letters, symbols, things like that. Something that makes it difficult for people to hack. And change your passwords on a regular basis, monthly. All right, David Gilbert, Calhoun County Prosecutor, joined us this morning for our Miles for Memory moment. Uh, we appreciate your time. Well, thank you for having me. So where does North begin in Michigan? That's a, a good <laughs> question, and many of us have opinions on that. I was going to say, it depends on who you ask. It does. <laughs> so somebody up in uh, the UP, I wonder what they would say. <laughs> Canada? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, there, there's kind of this rivalry uh, between what we would call northern Michigan in the lower peninsula and the upper peninsula about where north really begins. Because yeah. a lot of, there's a hashtag called up north that's uh, gotten really popular, but it includes areas of the northern lower peninsula 
um, along with the Upper Peninsula, I suppose. And recently, a TikTok uh, video has gone viral thanks to a very detailed argument about (laughs) where North Michigan actually starts. Apparently, this is a subject that's been debated amongst uh, Michiganders for many years. Some argue that up north is just the Upper Peninsula, while others will say anything north of Grand Rapids. Um, But uh, I've heard others say Mount Pleasant. Yeah. Uh, to me, once you get into the forest area, like the Huron-Manistee National Forest, and like to me, being from, you know, the Kalamazoo-Battle Creek area, southern Michigan, I mean, it's all up north to us. Even Grand Rapids is, is up north, kind of. Well, there's some people that are argue <laughs> up north is anything north of Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, but if, if you live in northern Michigan, um, you would probably say, well, the Upper Peninsula is. I mean, it's really kind of a simple geography thing really to me well (laughs) it's not complicated (laughs) you know there are people that say uh up north begins at the Mackinac Bridge and as I mentioned earlier others say anything north of Detroit uh (laughs) one guy's arguing that it can't begin at the Mackinac Bridge because that's the UP which is obviously something completely different Yep. So uh, this is an argument that could probably rage on for a long time, but you can read some of the arguments about this topic, about where up north really begins in Michigan. Um, Hopefully something that can be solved eventually. (laughs) Well, we're going to take a quick break. 53 WBCK. Uh, can't believe what we're seeing outside the window right now. Yep. uh, Following fake spring number four. (laughs) I got to give Michael Delaware credit for that. I just saw him post uh, something on Facebook saying, yay, fake spring number four is over. Or is it number five? I've lost track. Right. Uh, (laughs) Very wet ground out there. Some steady snow showers coming down. And uh, that could go on and off throughout the evening. But uh, it's supposed to be rain this afternoon, at least. And we are going to move in a better direction uh, by the end of the week. Or so help me, God. Yeah. Your weather today, uh, morning snow showers turning to rain by afternoon. Winds from the northwest up to 15 miles per hour. Our high is going to be near 40. Tonight, uh, cloudy occasional rain or snow showers, a low in the lower 30s. Tomorrow, windy overcast skies and a high in the mid 40s. Right now, we got steady snow and it's 34 degrees. And we'll be back with you, Lacey and Brandon, to start Tuesday morning right here on WBCK. Enjoy the rest of your Monday.